This is the Tone Control, episode 00004. You like a uh, stiff expression? a sentence i'm never gonna say again in my entire life (laughs) it's fine (laughs) it'll be on record it'll be broadcast out into space actually it won't all right hit it with some news okay i'm justin newton i'm Derek heideman i got news you got news we got news do it we got news Have you heard of Railhammer pickups before today? Not before today. Okay. Uh, They kind of specialize in this hybrid design of using pull pieces and bar magnets, Uh uh, rail magnets. Um, I've seen them on Reverend guitars a lot, if you're familiar with them. I think they were kind of a partner deal to to launch Railhammer. It seems like they're kind of geared towards higher gain stuff. Okay, That's the only example I've ever heard it in, so I'm not... Not certain of that, but they've just released the gnarly 90, which is a P90 in a humbucker sized box, which is cool. So kind of reminiscent of the Gibson P94. Yeah. So it's got using, it's got uh, three pole pieces and then a bar magnet for the other half of the length of the pickup. So the bar magnet side goes on your low E, A and D, and then the pole pieces are on your higher strings. Huh? So how's it sound? As far as I, I haven't heard this pickup yet. I think it's just been announced. I don't know if it's really been demoed anywhere yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's an Alnico 5 magnet, which to me pr- generally means it's going to sound pretty awesome. Yeah. I think, so it's a, I think it's a really high a, end situation. Yeah. yeah. I think pickups that are like ceramic pickups tend to kind of sound good, sound okay with high gain and that kind of stuff. But when mm-hmm. you when you clean up it's not as not as punchy and not as not clear as detailed yeah especially on bridge pickups i think bridge pickups almost always sound bad clean unless mm-hmm. they're a pretty good magnet like an alnico 5 right so this is going to be striking a balance between the fat thick tones and then the kind of tight clear things for the for the wound strings yeah so i mean it is a p90 still so it is just a hmm. really fat single coil yeah um, but it's got a um, full metal cover, which apparently, quote, reduces hum levels below a standard P90. If you play P90s, you know they're, well, Noisy. like I said, they're single coils and they buzz. <laughs> yeah. So, so this one's shielded. You're right. So it's intended for blues, classic rock, old school punk, blah, blah, blah. I have kind of like wondered about maybe, I don't know it yet, but maybe P90s are the pickup for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never really... I played a guitar with some just recently, and I thought it sounded really interesting, yeah. and it kind of reacts in a different way, mm-hmm. but I don't own any, so Well, this looks pretty cool with, with the bar magnet kind of being lighter and kind of cleaning up the low strings, and then the, the individual pole magnets adding thickness to the high strings, you're sort of, you're getting your balance. You know, you don't have to struggle for clarity in your high strings. Sometimes you do in mm-hmm. the low strings and vice versa, so... 
um, this looks like a cool kind of hybrid situation. Yeah. I dig it. Um, yeah. And I could pop it in my Les Paul really easily because it's in a humbucker sized box. It's not yeah. a P90 sized box. Kind of right. like I said, the P94, if you're familiar with those. Yes. Next. Next. Victory Amplifiers. Victory Amplifiers officially launches, according to Guitar Noise. This is just um, a new brand in the line of British amps, I guess. Uh, they're they're coming at it with three models of uh, V10, which I assume is 10-watt combo, a V50 uh, head, and the V100 head, mm-hmm. 50 and 100 watts, of course. Uh, and they come with, or well, they don't come with, but... Uh, they are also offering cabs uh, 212 and 412 with V30s, which is pretty cool. So Very cool. I, watched I, their I little, think I see a 112 demo. here too. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, oh, for the combo, it's probably a 112. Oh, that's the combo. Yeah, I'm stupid. <laughs> Classic Justin. Oh, <laughs> stupid. Yeah, so we've got a combo, uh, which is a single 6L6. Oh yeah, that's okay. So the combo amp is pretty cool. Uh, a single six L six and a single EL eighty four, both in the power section, and you mix them together with the Novel and Octal master volume controls. Um, so I have no idea how that works, but it sounds like they're ma- they're have two master volume controls, and you're mixing between your two uh, parallel power stages. Um, I bet that's going to be cool in the studio. Yeah, very cool. Like, you know, it sounds like it's a single-ended Class A amp just um, with two parallel power stages, so they don't have to be balanced. They're being mixed together uh, by, like, a mixer. So it's that's like a pretty blend, neat. right? Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So you could roll it, and basically what that would also mean is you crank up the 6L6 when you're a little louder. If you turn the 6L6 volume all the way down and crank up the EL84 volume, you can crank you know dime the amp right out mm-hmm. and have it be a, at a lower volume because that's a, a lower power too that's a really cool idea yeah i dig it huh. uh, so, so then the v50 yeah, no, and the v100 are um the v50 is based around a dual el34 uh system there and the v100 uh quartet of 6l6 power tubes and there's your big bad boy yeah so I mean I I can't imagine ever actually needing a hundred watts all tube, but mm-hmm. that's still pretty badass. You know, someone's it always is. gonna need one of those. It's yeah. not me though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's that's so much. Usually I'm I'm trying to go lower, you know, yeah. um, so that I can crank the amp up louder. Um or not louder, but higher. Um mm-hmm. so those both uh have power switches basically that that will knock them down. The 50 comes down to 15 watts and the V100 comes down from 100 to 30. Um which is a much more usable thing I think for the average guitar player. Right. Turn it up. Yes, also from Guitar Noise. I remember hearing about this documentary a while ago, um, and I was like, I think I've, I think I've seen this. Uh, is it out yet? No. Film has been in the making for seven years. Wow. So, you know, I mean, these things happen for small, I guess, indie documentary makers, filmmakers. It seems pretty cool. It's a documentary about the history of the electric guitar, hosted oh. by none other than Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> How can you go so, wrong? Right? So, history of uh, the 
the guitar, not just the electric guitar, but the guitar over the last 60 years. Wow. Um, which is cool. And I think it's just like, it might be nice to see a guitar documentary that kind of steps back out of the guitar world, I think. Mm-hmm. So many documentaries you see now, like we talked a few weeks ago about the fuzz documentary. Yeah. Average people might not find that as interesting as, as you or I might. But I think a documentary just about the guitar and what that has meant mm-hmm. in as you know, over this last 60 years or so might be really interesting uh, on a number of levels. So it says that they don't just focus on pro guitar players. Um, They, of course, interview a good number of them, but they also interview guitar store owners, um, producers, uh, just everybody who they could grab who plays guitar, basically, including the CEO of Southwest Airlines. Oh, cool. (laughs) Yeah. So it might just be, I don't know, it might be kind of Kind of cool. I just keep saying that over and over, but <laughs> I'm interested to, to see this when it comes out. Yeah. So when do we know when it's being released? Uh, oh, wow. I probably should have figured that out, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been reading along here and I don't see it. I thought I put a note on this. Did I not? Oops. Winter 2013. Yes. Winter 2013. Soon. Okay. Very good. There we go. So that's coming. Keep an eye out. It might be cool. Yeah. I Sounds like cool. the I've sort been... of thing that our... Uh, meager listenership would really enjoy yeah oh and on on the guitar noise article there's a little trailer for it so to be sure to check that out yeah check the show notes for that link the show notes <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna write that one down oh that's terrible how do i spell that you Sh- however you want man the show notes <laughs> There's nothing okay. good about this. <laughs> All right, here's the big one. Moog launches the Mini Fogers. Everybody, go to your show notes right now as you're listening and check out this we'll link. Pause us, pause us, because you got to watch the demo videos that were uh, on here by Chicago Music Exchange. Our old pal Joel, that's his name, right? <laughs> Yeah, I guy. wish I knew him in real life. <laughs> <laughs> he seems fun. He does. All right. So we've got, wow, I didn't even see the prices until just now. These are really reasonable. Um, they are. So, I mean, Moog has made guitar pedals for years, mm-hmm. but they're large, not very pedal board friendly and really expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, I don't see them around too often. Right. But these I, are now... I actually um, saw one the, the last couple of days. I've been, I've been using one at, at oh. the studio. I was at the studio I was doing a session at. Um, we were, we were playing with one of the delays and really good. Takes up half the pedal board. Right. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it's a yeah. great piece so of equipment. The, the mini Fogers, there's a series, there's a delay, a drive, a ring mod, a boost and a tremolo. And they're all excellent. And they all, they, they have um, all true bypass, all 100% analog electronics, great uh, Moog build quality, you know, a thick, sturdy chassis, everything you could want. Um, and there's, all, there's something special about each of these things. They don't just make a delay. You know, they don't just make right. a drive pedal. You go. Well, I was just going to say, I think this is really cool that like in this world of so look at the uh, the boost pedal for example. Like everybody is making their own thing, their own kind of boost. I have an EP booster which is based on the Echoplex circuit, and like right. a lot of boosts are based on 
things that are based on things that are based on things. Yeah. And if you're not using something like that, you might be using something like a tube screamer clone or yep. a tube screamer original. Mm-hmm. But this is like an entirely new thing and it sounds awesome. And, and I don't know if this is what you were about to say, but the thing that makes these pedals really cool to me is that the whole line has expression pedal input, everything like every pedal they make now has expression pedal input, the delay, yep. the drive and the boost, you know, pedals you don't typically have expression pedal control with right. do now. Um, so in the so delay, things like, in, yeah, go ahead. In sorry. the delay, there's, uh, that this is something you'd expect an expression pedal for, but this is a, this is a very cool delay and the expression pedal can, I believe it's switchable and can control the, uh, the feedback or the delay time. And so you can have it sweeping between a quick slap back kind of delay or like a really long self oscillating delay, um, just at the touch of your feet. Um, and it has it has, also has a drive knob too, so you can really dirty up your delay if you're needing it to cut through a lot of gain, uh, which is awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I like that it's switchable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cool to see that on an analog delay too. A lot of times, like I have that big Flashback X4, and yeah. you can just tell it what to control. Yeah, but this is nice. It's got a little internal dip switch, I think, right? Yeah. Or is there something on the front? Uh, no, it's internal. Okay. So the drive, the MF drive, is. A uh, dirt pedal, and it's super duper cool. But, you know, um, it's it's their great great circuit, and it sounds amazing. And you got to watch the video. Um, but the coolest thing is, it's got. I'm calling up the thing here. So we've got uh, an expression pedal that is going to control the filter. This this drive has a filter. And there's a switchable peak on it, so you can give it a, a big, strong peak boost or not. Um, but the the filter, sweepable with an expression pedal, m- gives it uh, a really, really wild and intense wah sound. Right. And then, so think of the filter knob on the face of the pedal like a fixed wah. And right. then the expression controls it. So I think it works like whatever the maximum you have set on the knob is the maximum toe down position on the expression that's correct yeah so you you can have a really short throw if you want right and you could just be sort of wiggling the filter back and forth right there right or you turn the filter knob all the way extremely wide throw more than you could get on on any wah pedal Mm -hmm. so and the shiftable peak like it'll it'll add what is it a, a 12 db boost at the peak i think that which is humongous it's a wild wild right. sound and so you can kind of dial this in to get stuff that's like really close to fuzz sounds um designed to sound and feel like a cranked tube amplifier without the noise and sh- like we said chicago music exchange uh, and pro guitar shop actually did all the demos for all these pedals and it's you got to see these things they're so so yep. badass <laughs> yeah it's it's tough to get me frankly it's tough to get me excited about a drive pedal um, and this one is is nasty. This okay. Well, let let's do the rest of these. So the ring mod. Uh, yeah, the, Moog is kind of known for their ring mod. Yeah, the, the, the MF one. ring. Uh, this demo, the the guy in the video was talking about how it feels so much more musical and usable than any other ring mod that he'd heard. And and I really feel like he sold me on it. Like it it sounds great. And and the sweepable uh, frequency for the ring mod. It, it right there on your expression pedal gives you the freedom to tune it as you're playing. 
you know, which is the problem. Right, so like you, your ring mod's going to pull you out of the key you're trying to play in the second you shift. But this, you can you can have it chase your chords right through and get that ring mod kind of sound, almost organy, electronic kind of nastiness, uh, and have it follow your chords. So it's always in key. Very cool. Yeah. So I have a ring mod. Uh, and it sucks. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of designed to suck, but yep. it's got a knob on it that says suck actually. Oh, good. Oh yeah. At least they I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to tell you guys what it's called. So if anybody knows right in <laughs> which pedal has a suck knob on it, get at me. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's just say I paid a lot of money for it. Anyway, it's, it's in a key and you turn it on and it hisses and it like, just kind of shits all over the place, <laughs> but it's got this tone. And I think it's like a, it's kind of like a, in between a B and a B flat. It's, <laughs> it's just but, impossible um, when you're not, when you're not in those, uh, in that key of the pedal, it sounds awful, just like terrible. But then you kind of work your way towards that key that it's tuned to mm-hmm. and it sounds better. And you're like, Oh, I get, I get how this is supposed to be used. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, um, Who's that? Uh, Zvex um, make a ring mod that you can tune as well, but I really don't think it's expression based. I think hmm. it's just kind of on the face of it. You can dial yeah. it in. Well, um, that's how I've seen them um, in most pedals. So this is this is new and awesome. It's a it's a really cool idea. Yeah. So the boost next up. Yes, also, you guessed it, expression pedal controllable. Expression pedal controllable boosts, you can control the gain Input gain, right? Input gain. So you have an input gain and a level control, um, and your input gain knob is going to control the possible throw of your expression pedal. So Mm -hmm. depending on where you put that, you can have the expression pedal bring you from faded out to nothing to into playing, or you can have it be playing to boosted into distortion, um, or or the whole thing, um, right? Depending on where the level is set, and that so there's a little gives switch you a lot on this expression. too, right? Yeah, there's a little switch on this too, which I think basically makes it a clean boost or a kind of nasty a, boost. a boost with yeah with, with some little, trash on it. Yeah, a little. It's a it sounds it sounded to me when he was playing it like it was kind of an upper mid range boost, the kind of thing that. You would put in a little bit of a dirty boost just to give yeah. it a little edge. So he says to kind of think of it like a tone enhancing volume pedal, yeah. uh, sweepable gain boost pedal. Mm-hmm. So last Pretty on cool. the block is the MF Trem. Expression pedal controls speed. Uh, yeah, speed. There's a shape knob on this Trem, which I think is one of the things that really sets it apart that is going to change your waveform. So in the middle, it's going to be a standard sweeping up and then down and back up tremolo. And you sweep it counterclockwise, basically at zero, The it's going to be a sawtooth wave with the hard edge on the front. So it's going to cut in and then fade out slowly. And then swept the other way, it's going to fade in slowly and cut out hard. And mm-hmm. so you can dial in that shape any way you want, and you can get some really interesting... Um, he was describing in the video even some strange oscillating, shimmering kind of effects, depending on how you set it. Even some things that sounded to like a chorus or sort of flutters and stuff. So. Yeah, so they, they reference being able to kind of get a Leslie sound. It's got mm-hmm. a tone knob on it, too, which I think might lend itself to that. I think yes. Leslie's tend to have a shimmery, brighter sound. Right. Yeah, so you so. could use this as a rotating speaker effect um, 
in a little pedal and it's so cool it sounds great check out the video so here's all these so, no i no hold on i got business okay, for oh, you oh, oh yeah okay that's what i was gonna ask you about. before <laughs> yeah. we started you were like sell all your shit <laughs> so basically everybody sell all your pedal board shit sell your all right now here's the thing you get all these pedals <laughs> like if i didn't already have the tremolo that i have and love so much like this would have been the thing right the, the trick is i have to get an expression pedal to go with it but these Does are also have expression cool. input mine no yeah Okay. No, no, no. There's just big knobs on the front. I twist right, right. my feet. Oh, duh. Okay. Yeah. Continue. That was the thing. Like I wanted a tremolo that I could sweep the speed on. I just got one with the big knobs, you know, so that I didn't have to have two pedals. So with this, each of these pedals, you got to have another pedal, right? Well, mm-hmm. so I'm thinking, no, I mean, an expression pedal is a passive device. So I could really easily build a circuit, uh, an expression pedal mixer switcher. So you would click on like let's make one with here's there's five pedals here that need expression input you get Mm. your one expression pedal five switches and distribution and so you just switch on the ones you want the expression pedal to be sent to and switch off the ones that you don't they could all be on or all off or any combination and then you're using one expression pedal to control any number of the pedals that it's connected to and you know frankly it could be plugged into your delay too so true yeah sell your well i don't know if you want to sell your delay because you can do digital stuff with that but get this uh, one anyway yeah, I, I really like my delay. <laughs> <laughs> get this one anyway for the self-oscillating analog dirty awesomeness um mine kind of does that oh <laughs> well, shut your mouth okay so sell your wah pedal um your ep boost is is super cool and it sounds different than this but sell your yeah. volume pedal sell your wah pedal get the the boost it's going to be your volume pedal with expression and it's going to be a better volume pedal than the one you have now mm-hmm. your tremolo obviously you've been you want a different tremolo anyway bam this one's awesome <laughs> uh with these fancy features plus it's controllable with your same expression pedal mm-hmm. uh you get the the drive the drive takes over for I don't know. I mean, well, it's another it's another dirt pedal. You can't have too many different kinds of dirt. And it counts as a wah. You can click it right. into wah mode, use it as a wah with said expression pedal that's going into my fabled switcher that I've just invented in my brain. <laughs> and and what else did I not say? Oh, the, the ring mod. Either way, these pedals are awesome. And they, they're screaming out for this little thing that I'm picturing in my head where it just, you plug in your expression <laughs> pedal into one end, it distributes to all your pedals that you need it to for, switch them on and off when you want them to be connected and when you don't. Patent pending. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> so, so, so the thing I'm wondering about is like on the drive, you've got your filter knob uh, at 0%. Is that like the dry unaffected unfiltered sound or do you dial in somewhere along the range that you want because if that's the case i'd have to get my expression pedal back to the same position every time for my like standard sound you know what i mean yeah um, like a wah pedal you click off and you go back into your standard dry sound so i don't want to like and if it's if it's toe up that is the the straight sound of the pedal, then that, that solves that problem. But, um, I would expect that one or both ends of the filter is probably flat. Right. It's, I'd imagine it. Here. Although I don't know. Cause I remember I'm watching the demo and it, it gets 
so low. The filter sounds like so deep Gutsy. and buried. Yeah. It sounds like you know, if you take it really slow, it's like you're coming up from underwater. Yeah. Know? That probably means that it's the top end, the very top of the filter, which would hmm. be toe down, would yeah. be uh, unaffected. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe to, it wouldn't I'll totally to try it replace out in the shop sometime. Yeah, I mean, maybe you wouldn't. It wouldn't totally replace your wah. I mean, it wouldn't be the only dirt pedal too. I mean, this could be your dirty wah sound. You could dial in just a little bit of boost and kind of just be using it as a wah. Yeah. That's, also, you know, I bet you can really easily achieve uh, like Brian May type tones in. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's and, uh, correct. What's, What's uh, Tom Scholz from Boston? Uh-huh. You know, the all those like really throaty, like quacky guitar yep. sounds that were just EQ'd the bejesus out of. <laughs> yep, that's um, what it is. It's a wall. That's kind of what. That's kind of what I would think to use it like more. Because um, I, my wah, I have a Vox wah, and it, I just kind of like how it cuts through. I think mm-hmm. this might fall back in the mix differently. And might not be I able to be as audible. You, ki- you kick on that peak boost, and you're going to find that this thing runs circles around your Vox Wah. That's my feeling. Maybe. I haven't played them both in the same room, but this thing sounds unreal. Um, mm. So, well, these pedals are all coming in under 200 bucks uh, yeah. retail at Chicago Music Exchange. the The most expensive one is the Delay 199. Ugh, it's 200 bucks. <laughs> The MF drive is 170. The ring mod is 150. The boost is 140. And the trem is 180. Same price I paid for the full tone trem. Mm. Um, I think I think these are great. And I think somebody should get a few or one or more and uh, talk to me about uh, expression pedal distribu- distribution box because... I want to I want to see that work and I want to see it yeah, be awesome. You're going to see you're going to see someone with a whole pedal board yeah. full of these things soon. I and, bet. And so that, that price I'm, is hard to beat. And I'll, it's the I'll thing build about it for the drive. you for the cost of parts. I'll I just want to see it work. You got to do a demo for me though. <laughs> we'll put it on the show. Mm-hmm. The thing about like the drive though, one sixty nine. That's not not a bad price for any drive. Like yeah, the, these solid state drive pedals that are coming out these days are kind of all in that range i think and they mm-hmm. sound great yeah so that i mean the, that technology is only getting better and better but i mean this plus with the added functionality of the expression pedal it's gonna yep. be hard to beat this i think fabulous okay speaking um, of expression buying. pedals speaking of expression pedals go nose pedal uh you've kind of heard us talk about them a little bit before they do these like tiny box big knob expression pedals that you turn with your foot or expression pedals on a switch basically that lets you jump between parameter a and parameter b uh they're now making a standard like uh full-size foot pedal expression pedal like a crybaby for example mm-hmm. the cool thing about this is it's got a switch like you'd have in a wah pedal and it lets you toggle between two expression jacks on the pedal so you can have a trs or a ts or two of each to control two different pedals on, well, not, on, not, two, manipulate. not two of each you, the jacks can oh, take sorry, one either of each. the jacks can take either plug is, is all that means okay sure so you can um can manipulate two individual stomp boxes with a single expression pedal like mm-hmm. the delay 
and a chorus or a, or a phaser and a flanger or something like that. Or two, you know, or two, mi- two mini Foger pedals. Yeah, mini Foger. I said mini Moog. That's all I want. <laughs> so uh, th- these are these are cool, and they come in like cool vintage colors, which is kind of fun. And mm-hmm. they're 120 bucks, so can't beat that if you ask pretty me. Pretty good deal. This is a well built expression. You, a lot of expression pedals are cheap and 30 bucks or something like that and they're made yeah. of plastic and they're not going to survive you know a year of gigging um much right. less yeah this much thing less be this with looks you, tough you know? uh and oh and it's got two leds so you know which side of the pedal you're on the expression or the uh, inputs are left and right so mm-hmm. it's got a red which one and a green one so you know volt, yeah what the nine volt power is for <laughs> the expression right. pedal that requires power so you know right and actually so. now that i think about it the pedal I'm thinking about would be pretty tough to use without LEDs, so I guess I'll have to build power into it. <laughs> okay, side thought. So that's all. That's it's just a cool thing. It's having the power on an expression pedal like this is not a deal breaker for me. Um, yeah. They put cool, it on the uh, side. Oh, adjustable tension rod. Look at that. Ooh. Neat. I like mine with lots of tension. You like a stiff expression. <laughs> Gonna write that down? Yeah, do that one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, So let's let's talk about um, that's all the news. Oh, sorry, one more thing. TC TC, this is it. TC updated their tone print editor desktop app. So go get that. Go get the update, everybody. I got actually another thing. Uh, Phil Taylor from Effectrode. Oh yeah, sorry. uh, Posted a video uh, last week. It's nothing, you know, this isn't this isn't really guitar news. It's just uh he posted this video. Uh he was playing with some new circuits, breadboarding some things, and he made a tube ring modulator for uh the BBC. I guess they're they're trying what what is the old show that they were trying to recreate? Uh, oh, uh Forbidden, Forbidden Planet. Right? Forbidden Planet and uh That's uh that's an old Good, so bad it's good sci-fi movie. Yeah, so they're trying to recreate the sounds from Forbidden Planet, and you've got to hear Phil's uh, wild space alien sounds that he's made with this tube (laughs) ring mod. It's outstanding. So follow that link. It's just a little video. Fun fact, Forbidden Planet was a very early role for none other than uh, Leslie Nielsen. Ooh. Now I know stuff. And it's not a comedy. Or at least it wasn't intended to be. (laughs) (laughs) So keep that in mind. All right. So it's discussion time. My brother was talking to me the other day and he said he's interested in learning more about small tube amps because he's thinking about the future, the future of small tube amps. And he always comes to me for advice about guitar gear. Who'd have thought? So... I decided this would be a great topic for the show. So. You decided correctly. I decided. <laughs> <laughs> so great bedroom amps. First of all, you're, there's uh, the master volume issues. Um, tube amps sound great when they're p- turned up really loud. But how do you keep that volume down so that you don't get the cops called on you? Right, that's uh, the whole aspect of bedroom playing. Is right. you can blow it up, but yeah, keep it keep it at a bedroom level. So. so your amps can be really low wattage. 
That means even when they're cranked, they're not as loud as the high wattage amps. And I've seen some that are as low as one watt or even, I've a, seen that even a quarter watt. Um, I've mm-hmm. seen some that are using preamp tubes as power tubes um, because that's yes. all they need at that low wattage. Um, that doesn't scale up, however. Um, that's only going to be good at these kind of low levels. You're not even going to be able to practice with your drummer or whatever, you know, much less right, hit a stage. So- there's this, there's kind of this weird territory where I think you want to have an amp. I can picture him wanting an amp that would be great uh, for practicing at home quietly, but yeah. still sounds great. But you might also want, if you were going to play with some friends or if you were going to record it, or although you could record any little amp, but if you were going to hit a stage with it, you'd probably want something that was easily mic'd. Mm-hmm. If not loud enough. Right. If I was going to record to, um, I mean, some of these low wattage amps are cool for certain sounds, but you, you're not going to be able to get everything you want out of it. Like if you're trying to get like cert- certain tones, you're going to want, um, you're going to want to be stressing the speaker a little bit, I guess. So mm-hmm. like in the situation where you're trying to be quiet in a bedroom, that's one thing, but I don't really record things that quiet. Like I do even my low wattage amps, I turn them up when I'm recording them so that I'm at least stressing the speaker a little bit. And I think that helps um, get to where I'm going. So, so then we have master volumes and they can be in various places in the circuit. If they're pre-phase inverter, that means that it's a master volume for the preamp section. That means that you're basically, you have your input volume and then your master volume and all that's doing is affecting the the tubes that are in your input and your tone stack. Um, those mm-hmm. are the only ones that are going to be saturating. And then, so if you turn that master volume down, the rest of the amp isn't being stressed. So you're only going to get that, basically that first tube stressing out, getting your distortion. And that's going to be a pretty thin distortion out of an amp. Not what you're expecting. I mean, that's something from... Well, it's not great anyway. This is not my preferred way of doing it. There, There's also a post-phase inverter master volume, which actually drains the voltage from both sides of the power stage after the phase inverter, so right before it hits the power tubes. So this way you're actually going to be pushing all that guts from your preamp into the phase inverter and overdriving the phase inverter as well. Um, so this is another stage of that awesome cranked up amp tone. And then your, you know, your power tubes aren't going to be as stressed as if the amp was really turned up loud and you're not probably not going to be stressing your speaker depending on how you're doing it. Um, and then you can get, you can get attenuators to go after the amp. And this way you're, you're cranking all the way through to your power stage and then putting a, putting resistance basically between your amp and your speaker to absorb some of that juice so that it's not actually loud coming out of the speaker, but the amp is really, really pushing. So if that that's the power tube distortion. That's, that's the big one that you really want. So that's probably the best so far. I find it, it sounds okay. Um, the post-phase inverter uh, master volume sounds pretty good. Um, it's not quite the same. It depends how well the amp circuit is designed. I've heard some that sound better than others. Um, the one I have here, the little red amp, it's a little, I can, I can tell that it's a little thinner when I turn the, the master volume down than if I cranked it up, but 
it's really pretty good. It's very satisfying still um, at low mm-hmm. volumes. And then attenuators are sort of a pain to deal with. Um, they get hot and they're expensive. The only other thing is, I guess, the the power scaling. These amps like the Tiny Terror from Orange that is basically switchable between like, is it 12 or 15 and then down to like 7 down or something? Down to 7, I think, yeah, yeah. or 5. And again, I, th- I think what they're doing there, I don't have a circuit in front of me, but I think what they're doing is they're uh, dropping the B-plus voltage, which is basically the big voltage in an amp. They're cutting that in half or into a quarter or something so that it's um, running at lower power, the whole amp. And that is probably, that's probably a really good way to go too because then you're not, you're still feeding the full power of the amp into the power tubes. It's just the full power of the amp has been cut in half or into a quarter or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you click that back on and suddenly you've got the power to play with a drummer or on a stage. I mean, that 15 watt, that tiny terror will push a lot of juice. You put that into oh, a yeah. 212 or a 412 and it'll, it'll play a pretty big room and you put a mic in front of it. You, you could go anywhere. So, so thoughts. the thing, yeah. Okay. So that's all great. If you're going for, the amp being your distortion. Correct. The other, the other way to go would be to have a, any amp, I suppose, and get a dirt pedal. Yes. So depending on, I guess you kind of need to experiment with whether or not you like amp, you want your amp to be the distorting thing, Mm -hmm. or if you want to have something in your signal chain, uh, I don't know the best way to go about that, and I I don't know. I I don't know if one is more versatile than the other. So, you know, if you turn your guitar volume down or volume pedal down on a totally blown up amp, it, the amp will clean up. Um, or alternatively, you can just turn off a distortion pedal or an overdrive right. pedal. Right, same basic effect. Um, right. So, for al- me, although like, uh, if I sorry to interrupt, although. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're cranking your amp up and then turning down your guitar to get your clean tone, that leaves you with a more saturated amp, even though it's clean. And right. I find that that is often the best clean tone out of that amp. Is the amp itself cranked up and then the the volume has been lowered down. in front of it. Um, right, and that's why that's how I run my setups. So I have a five watt. Epiphone Valve Junior downstairs. Yeah. Um, which only has two tubes in it. It's a 12AX7 and a... ELA-84. Right, yes. I always get the 84 and the 34 mixed mm-hmm. up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's, like I said, it's five watts. It's it's only got a volume knob, but with it on 10, it is not a bedroom amp. <laughs> right. Into a 112, it, it, it Into rocks. a 112, it rips. Yep. So... But and that's th- also, that's the there's thing. no master. Right. Now, if that had a master, it becomes, I mean, if it had like a post-phase inverter master volume or an attenuator, mm-hmm. that would be a pretty sweet amp. Like an attenuator, you could just basically, you could build a, you could build a pretty simple attenuator even that was just one step instead mm-hmm. of having an, an adjustable attenuator is kind of more complicated and the parts are serious because there's it's like a really serious chunk of variable resistor um mm-hmm. but you could build one that basically just resisted a fixed amount of amp power and 
either calculate or experiment dial that in so basically the speaker was seeing one watt of power and then you could just sure. click your attenuator on you could build it you could mod the amp you could build it right into the amp probably as long as oh yeah the cooling. Valgenier is n- no uh <laughs> no stranger there's, there's to mods, mods all of no stranger to mods yeah. but um so that that that's the thing i mean i was talking to him about this a little bit um and it, it kind of occurred to me, like, yeah, there's amp distortion, there's pedal distortion, and arguably, like, blowing up amp distortion is where it's at. Yep. But it's also kind of more cost prohibitive. And and Tyler had mentioned, you know, well, the cost isn't like a huge issue. I mean, obviously, you can spend thousands of dollars on this kind of thing. And yeah. At at a certain point, you can't spend any more money. But for him, he's looking for something that's going to get him a long way. I think, and. You know, he's got a a well-trained ear for good guitar tone and and saturated guitar sounds, I think. So I think he's going to want something, like I said, that'll get him a long ways. And whether that's an amp that can scale up to gig volumes, uh, I'm not sure. He'll kind of have to figure that out on his own. So like I went from a from this thing that's in my office now a uh, Fender Frontman 15 watt solid state eight inch speaker mm-hmm. thing to a 60 watt all tube 410 Deville yeah and so I went from like bedroom amp that gets pretty annoyingly loud to a really huge super loud amp <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um. And then, you know, a few years ago, I got the the Valve Junior, which I, you know, don't crank because I have neighbors and Mm -hmm. I play an overdrive pedal into it. And I I like it's good enough for me to play guitar at home, but it's totally not the same. Yeah. So it's not as not as if I look in the parking lot, my neighbors are gone. I'm cranking it. (laughs) Yeah. I bet the the cheaper mod is probably going to be the post phase inverter master volume. Um, Mm -hmm. It's like two capacitors, two resistors and a dual ganged pot. And you Mm -hmm. could you could wire that in. Just find where the phase inverter is and just pop it in. And you can find power a tube. drawing of it. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> power tube. <laughs> oh, right, right. Power tube. Power tube. Oh, yeah. actually, yeah. In that case, you may only need one of those. Anyway. Um, so I was thinking, I you know, this kind of, when I want to get an amp is like such, a, it's the tip of the iceberg, you know. Yeah. You can go down such a rabbit hole with that sort of thing. It's, yeah. you know, American circuits, British circuits, uh and then clones of those are like, yeah, just it's it's endless speaker size. I mean, I think he'll probably want to go with a twelve, yeah, a one twelve. I don't think he'll need a two twelve, but uh, what do I know? Um, uh, one one twelve is is good enough in almost all the cases that I've found to play with a band. I mean, you might want a two twelve. I don't know. Um, Ten, I, I, I don't like 10 inch speakers unless there's enough of them that the guitar is really loud. Um, mm-hmm. I think the 12s have a better resonance for guitar. My um, next amp, whatever it may be, will be a 212. I think the 410 sounds good on your amp. It, it's, it records a little funny, but that's... It sounds good in the room, yeah. but that's where it stops. Yeah, and, um, and I wouldn't like a single ten or something. I think would sound weird on on guitar. That would, unless he was like into vintage Fenders that had like one tens or one eights or something. Stuff. Right. Yeah. So I thought he might be a good candidate for the Blues Junior, the Fender Blues Junior. Okay. 
which is a 112 combo. It's got a master volume. I'm not sure where the master volume is in the circuit, but a buddy of mine at work has one and he loves it. Uh, it's a, see the blues junior three. That's the newest one. Um, you know, the, the blues junior, the deluxe and the Deville tend to all be updated at the same time. Mm -hmm. The three is the most recent one. I think I have a two, but they didn't number them at that point. So, (laughs) okay. So, what is this retail for the blues junior? Oh, I don't know. 529. Okay. Cause I see MSRP is 730. So that sounds like it's oh, really? about right. So this is a 15 watt. It has a solid state rectifier. As does my DeVille. Yeah. Which isn't, isn't that big a deal. Um, it's a 112. Yeah. yeah. It looks like if you want it in tweed with an oxblood grill cloth, it's 600. Mm-hmm. Standard black Tolex silver cloth is five twenty nine. All right, I'm gonna try to find. I'm trying to find what the master volume is. So reverb, it's got reverb, master, middle, bass, treble, fat switch, and a volume. Fat switch is so easy. Any amp that doesn't have a fat switch, it's a little resistor. It's one right. one um, resistor and a switch. Just put it in there. It sounds great. Um, and I believe it's EL eighty four driven. That would be two EL84s to get 15 watts. Yep, that's what it is. So three 12AX7s, two EL84s. So you've got your your input, uh, probably t- two-stage input. You've got your tone stack on the other tube, and then a phase inverter. Stand, so this is, this is basically just a scaled-down, you know, big amp. It's a, right. it's a full, yeah, it's exactly full kind of fender is. amp, but with uh, lower wattage power tubes. Um. And I cannot find what style master volume this is. A lot of companies are going to the post-phase inverter now. I think they learned that people like that. Um, Makes me wonder if the, if the Blues Junior 3, being newer, would have that. I'm still I'm trying to find a schematic. So I was thinking that or something, if you know he goes to a guitar center or something and tries this out mm-hmm. and doesn't like it, uh, maybe something like a Vox AC15. The AC15, yeah. Again, that's going to be that's going to be a little bit pricier. Um, and it that, is, yeah. And that's a that I know for a fact has a post phase inverter master volume, and it has. Um, is the junior a, a two channel or just one? Probably I'm pretty sure one. it's just one. Just one. So the Vox AC15 is a two channel in the sense that there's it has its normal channel and its boost channel. Um, that's right. the Vox classic top boost channel and it sounds brilliant. Um, the AC 15 is still, it's got the post phase inverter master volume. So it'll get a little thin when you turn it down. It's not like a power scaling situation where it'll still be mm-hmm. cranking the power tubes, but it'll sound pretty good. It's not going to sound, it's not going to just totally take the guts out of the amp. Like you will be able to turn it up into distortion and then turn the volume down. Right. So, the cool thing about the AC15 is it's got built-in tremolo, and Vox tremolo is like oh, <laughs> has a reverb just, too, right? Yes, it does. Yeah. Spring reverb. I mean, it's it's a cool ass amp. Yeah, very. Six hundred cool. bucks. Um, oh, limited edition with Alnico Blues. Whoa. Is that the hand wired one? No. Okay, so the hand wired one's probably more AC15. Yeah, well, look at this AC15 112 with Alnico Blue limited edition, eight hundred. Limited edition purple Tigon. 
You can get the amp in purple because why? Eek. The hand wired version is uh, is twelve hundred dollars. Whoa! <laughs> I'd sooner go for an AC thirty if I was spending that much. Well, you'd be spending even more. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the hand wired is very cool, but I guess it's a little. We're gonna call that out of range. Um, I don't know what his price range is. I mean, if it, if it's what he wants, then more if, power to him. You no, know, I kind of agree. Like, if you're spending twelve hundred dollars. Um, I mean, the AC-15 will keep up with a band. It's This is a situation like the AC-30s blow people out of the room. You know, and so this is... In half, the coolest way. Yeah, and these are, this is half the power of that. So this is a much more reasonable thing. That would be a solid amp. Um, but, it's, but it's very expensive. Um, and the... Uh, well, the hand-wired, I guess, is probably a lot of money for the, the difference that it is, which is... Yeah, it's and it's also, I mean, the AC-15 has that awesome top boost circuit yeah. and the tone cut, and... I like the man, idea of the AC-15. <laughs> I like the idea of this AC-15 better than the uh, better than the, the, the Fender Junior there. Um, there's also... These, these are the two, like, when I think of, like, little 15-watt amps, these yeah. are the two that kind of come first. Okay, the so other thing, next... It went, okay, no, you go uh, ahead. Uh, <laughs> we were talking about attenuators. Yeah. Uh, depending on... If but I don't know how much they cost, but Tone King makes amps that have a attenuator built in, built in. Ooh. right into the chassis. So such as things like the Tone King Falcon are totally great amps. Hmm. Really made in the U.S. Um, I don't know if they're hand built. It may as well be. Price says that they are. <laughs> mm-hmm. But they're um, they're part of the Premier Builders Guild with like Fano guitars and two rock amps and the, all those guys. So the, the Tone King Falcon is a 12-watt 110, but it's 1,700. Hmm. That's a lot. But <laughs> That's a lot, but boy, oh boy, are these awesome amps. So the, the famous uh, attenuators are the THD hot plate, and these come in basically in different sizes, you could think of it. They're different amounts of power handling and different set set up for different speakers. Um, and I can't even find a price on this guy. I've, I'm pretty sure the tone King attenuator, forget what they call it mm-hmm. is, um, pretty well known that they, they, uh, make them separately, of course. And then I think they just had such a demand for them. They're putting them in directly in the amps. Well, I think that's a, that's a great thing. Um, anyway, they can also be kind of built DIY too for probably a lot cheaper. Um, so I think those are great options. The between that and the the tiny terror. Now, is there does Orange make a combo? Yes. Of that, Orange. they do. Let me see here. So something like in, like the tone of an orange versus the tone of a Vox is going to be something that you need to decide for yourself whether or not you like. 900 bucks. So the orange is coming in at the most expensive one. Um, 15 watts. Is this combo switchable down to 7? Looking, looking, looking. Yes. Okay. So this one has the built-in power staging. That's cool. Hmm. So 
I think those are three amps. The price goes up between the three of them, but they're you get more features. Um, and you're right. I mean, there's going to be the Vox and the Orange are going to, well, all three are probably going to have great tone, but different. Yeah. Very different. Yeah. So you go Fender, you know, that American amp sound or yeah. that British amp sound. Um, or that Vox, different British amp sound. Or that, that other British amp sound, yeah. right. So Orange, in my experience, I've never like owned one or, or played through one super loud, but yeah. just from kind of being around the block it it um they seem kind of darker really rich and like really saturated yeah um really it's kind of like a marshall but more like a modern take i think mm-hmm. as far as like the the tone goes um vox is the other british amp you know and tons of great guitar players have used them and and yeah have for years i mean they sound awesome i remember aircraft got in a couple they got two uh limited edition red tolex ac15s in, and one had like an omnico blue in it and one had an eminence red coat in it Hmm. and the guy who sold them would use them uh in stereo live and like blend the it was awesome so i I picked up a les paul and totally just like (laughs) blew the store out (laughs) yeah so, but um, yeah, I, that was the first time I kind of spent a lot of time with a Vox, and it was really nice. <laughs> I I'm feeling like at that power level, this like 15 watt kind of zone, I'm really thinking the AC15 is is the the guy on the block. I mean, there's probably some other you could find a boutique or something that was like really neat as well. But as far as we're going for like major manufacturers where you can find them at any store kind of thing and try them out. Right, right. Um, I think that's the guy. I'm looking closer at the Tiny Terror combo, and it has the um, the switchable power, but it doesn't have a master volume. Um, or I guess it's got gain and volume. Is that a master volume then? So you've got gain, tone, and volume. You don't have a three... Um, you don't have a separate tone control, so it's a simpler amp on the orange. <laughs> tone control. <laughs> there it is. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need boy. a bell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Ugh. so okay, and this has um, the Heritage thirty watts from Celestion in it. Oh, that's a good speaker. I guess it. I guess that probably is a master volume. They'd be silly not to give it a master volume. Okay. Well, yeah. I don't know. The Vox of the Orange would be my bet, but. I think we could, we might even be able to scale down a little bit. Um, so I've yeah. also been looking okay. at like five or six watt amps. Right. And this, the, uh, the Blackstar HT5 combo um, is, has a really nice entry level price. I think it can be scooped up for as little as like 350 bucks. Wow. It's a 112 okay. combo. It's a pretty small package. And I've heard in some... What is it, the HT1? Uh, no, no, no. That's the one watt. Oh, uh, oh H... That one's uh, a, like an 8-inch speaker or something. The HT5. HT5, yeah. HT5C is what we want. There's this, There's one that's an R that has a different reverb in it, and it's a lot more money. Pro tip. Mm-hmm. Guitar Center now, or maybe has always, I just found out, uh, price matches. Oh. So as much as I really don't enjoy shopping at guitar center yep if you walk in there and they have what you want and you can 
you know, look it up on your phone real quick and see it on Amazon for 50 bucks less, they'll yep. match it. So here's the HT5C. Now, okay, so Musician's I'm Friend... I'm seeing $399. Yeah, I'm seeing $399 too. Musician's Friend has it listed as a 110 it is not a 110. Mm. That is wrong. They, That's what Guitar Center's listing it as yeah, also. They, it is not a 110. They do not make a 110. It is a 112. Mm. Um, in fact, let's cut back to Blackstar's actual website. The 5C is the perfect one, the perfect 12-inch combo guitar amplifier. Um, this is an interesting circuit. It's got one... Uh, well, it says ECC eighty three. These these guys, Blackstar, came from Marshall, so they're they're going to be Britishing at us for a little bit. But um, the ECC eighty three is a twelve AX seven. There's different names, just the British name for it. And the power stage is a twelve BH seven, which is like a preamp tube in some obscure amps. And they've got it pushing five watts. Uh, it's a push pull. They're using both sides. It's a, that, that, uh, 12 BH seven is a dual triode tube. So they're using both sides of it, um, for push pull. Um, this amp has all kinds of features for that $400 price tag. And frankly, I think I've seen it for about three fifty. You could shop around. Um, you can get this combo. It's a small package. You, I've heard in the reviews that you lose a little bit of low end, um, when it's especially when it's quiet because i guess the the box just doesn't weigh that much it's kind of like a it's kind of thing like it's getting to be a small enough amp that it starts to not have as much thrust in the low end but um but it would make a really good practice amp it would be the sort of thing you could you could probably rock with a drummer you know put it on a stand and angle it up and you'd be able to hear it um yeah even in a loud switchable channels Foot switchable channel, thing. so it's got clean and drive. It's got it's got this thing called the ISF control, yeah. infinite shape control. Have you heard about this? Yeah, so this is what all the Black Star amps are using, and it it's sort of a tone shaping. And I I don't know what they're doing in there. It's kind of complicated, I guess. But basically, you can sw- sweep anywhere between like an American kind of amp or like a British kind of amp. So you've got your kind of Fender on one side, and you've got your kind of Vox on the other side. Or Black Star on the other side. Well, I don't know. <laughs> See, that's the thing about Black Star. Like, I feel weird about it because it seems like they're this like chameleon company where they don't have a tone of their own because of this ISF is in all their amps. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, it seems like they're kind of making these sort of neutral amps that can do anything. So, on the one hand, you think, well, that's a great versatile amp, especially for somebody who hasn't settled on a sound yet. You know, and this amp has a price tag that's not. You know, this isn't like doesn't have to be the last amp you buy. Um, yeah. Know. And the thing about that, that sound you're looking for and that sound in your head, it's really hard to kind of go after that right. with, with amps. I mean, it's one thing to go after it with something like pedals or in the studio or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's, it's obviously not easy to buy or to, or to even like go to the shop and, and try the amp. It's a lot of footwork and you might not really, find what it is you're looking for, but you might find something that you didn't know you really liked at the yeah. same time. So like, I only tried out my DeVille in the shop a couple of times. And I was like, uh, you know, cause there's no real opportunity at a lot of major guitar stores to play really loud and yeah. to play it, how you're going to play it. Mm-hmm. So you got to rely on as much research as you can do basically. Yeah. Um, 
But, you know, with a price tag like this, if at the end of the day you don't like it, you can kind of shop around in and out of 100 or $150 difference yeah. between all these little amps. Yep, I think so. Um, so I think this, there, there's a few others. I mean, we don't have to go, we could keep keep looking at low watt amps forever, but... Um, right, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I think, I think um, there's a couple of zones there. You kind of, we've talked about what you want to look for. And I think this um, HT5, it comes in a head also. Um, a head I think version. that's too complicated. I, I think, yeah. I was talking to Taylor recently mm-hmm. about amps and he has a Fender Deluxe, a 112. Yeah. I think 40 watt. It's just like the. One, it's the in between the blues junior and the Deville, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, there was a time when I wanted a a head and a two twelve or a head and a four twelve, but th- I keep like defaulting to a combo. Yeah, just out of like the ease of transportation and it's one piece of gear. Yeah, unless I got into like some vintage, like uh, again, aircraft has uh, like a nineteen seventy six Fender Showman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and, and head and a gigantic fender 212 uh, and that's it's a lot of gear to keep track of i guess you know it's one more piece of equipment than i have now a, a giant cab to deal with but right i just think like if you're looking for bedroom playing and if you're looking for you know a my first amp kind of thing you cannot go wrong with a combo yeah yeah i mean i've always had mine and i've never owned a head in a cab Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, you don't need it. And you, you can plug this into an external speaker. Like if you wanted oh, to, right, yeah. I, I could plug this, this HT5C combo into a 212 or a 412 and it would, it would be louder. I mean, that's the way it works. Um, but I don't know. Who knows if you'd, if you'd want to, I mean, th- this, this would be a really good entry level tube amp for somebody. And they mm-hmm. are in stores. There, I've been around to a lot of music shops around in Cincinnati lately, and I've seen these, like the head version or the combo, usually both, everywhere. Like Blackstar is in all the stores. It's the yeah. there's more of these in stores than there are Marshalls now. Yeah, I think Marshalls like they have their own little low watt amps too. They seem to be aiming. They do actually. Head. Just the other day, I played a one watt. Yeah, which was like really bizarre <laughs> it was it was also the day i i played uh guitar with p90s in it but it's a i played it through a 112 black star actually uh-huh. and it was strange and like maybe it's just because i'm not used to the sound of a marshall in the room mm. or i don't know but or, it was do they even sound like marshalls at that point because marshalls not, it's it was like kind of trying to yeah but it was so fizzly i thought mm. and it was yeah. It Maybe, was the size of a lunchbox. But. Yeah. Well, with a one watt, <laughs> they have to be using like twelve ax seven or something as the power stage. Like it's so yeah. low. I, I don't know. Um, Marshalls, I don't think were ever known for sounding good quiet. You know. Yeah. When I first started kind of learning about guitar equipment, really a lot, my instructor was like, "The thing about Marshall is," and I've thought about this for years so they only sound good when they're on 10 yeah so. yeah and when they're old plexis they really do sound good on 10 you just got to put yeah. a master volume in there or an attenuator or something aircraft's got a jcm 800 
<laughs> it's it's not a bad amp. Like I've gotten really great tones out of JCM 800s, even the JCM 2000s. Like they're all like very serviceable amps. It's not like we're really splitting hairs when we complain about oh, totally. Marshalls. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> hey, that's what we're here for, splitting hairs. So so my recommendation, I think, for my brother is going to be this Black Star. Um, I think it's small enough. It's big enough that he could, you know, do some do some stuff Kinda. with it. I don't know what this power stage is going to sound like, but all the reviews say this thing does a great job of sounding like different amps. Um, yeah, I think it's just going to take a couple weekends of him, you know, heading to different guitar shops. And with his guitar, that's the thing. Yeah. You When you try amps, bring your gear. Yep. Um, trying out the Black Star, trying out the Vox, trying out the Fender, or whatever else they have, if you want. And then kind of going yeah. with it. I mean, There's others. Know. I, as I've been looking around, I was kind of keeping an eye on this because I knew we were going to be talking about it this week. And um, there's a bunch of, like I saw a low watt uh, Bad Cat amp that was very right. cool. A little 112 combo. And, and it had a great price tag as well. It's also a one trick pony. It sounds like a Bad mm-hmm. Cat and it sounds like nothing else. So that's kind of why my my recommendation's heading in the direction of Black Star, But but... You know, on the other hand, you could skip the Black Star if you wanted to. You could skip the Black Star entry level phase entirely. I mean, for one thing, they have bigger, nicer amps. Um, some oh, of totally. their the Black Star amps have power switching and stuff like that, and attenuators. I think one of some of them might have attenuators built in. They they're all a lot of them, including actually this five C combo has um, speaker emulated output output and headphones and stuff. So you can, if you really want to be bedroom about it. You can record direct with it, and it's got an emulated output. Mm. I don't know. I'm not going to put my name on how good that sounds, but um, right. But it, you could plug your headphones right into it and not blow anything up. But yeah. if you're and going around to lots of stores, there's tons of other. You know, play yes. play lots of amps. Play some Orange and play some Vox, and maybe maybe it's time to pick a sound rather than going for this ISF thing. Because I don't know. Sure. Yeah. And then you know, who knows? You might come across something used. It was one of these more boutique amps. If it's used, the price might be down. Yeah. I know a lot of people really like those, like the fifteen watt range of Doctor Z. Mm. They make awesome, awesome amps. Z. I see them more and more these days. Mm. They're they're kind of coming up. I feel like they've been around. They were kind of one of the first like bigger indie small shop builds. Yeah. I think. Um. They're they're all over now. I haven't played one myself, but mm-hmm. I'm definitely interested in trying one. Also interested in trying a matchless. Have you ever played one of those? I have. I've used them around the studio. Um, I've seen. I've used some various bits of matchless gear. There's actually a I circuit floating somebody... around for a tube pedal a, with two 12AX7s, a tube distortion pedal that is mm. looks interesting. And I actually I saved the schematic. Like I might build it someday, but I don't know. <laughs> nice. I saw some. I can't remember the model. Somebody did a a uh, like a demo of their pedal board and stuff that I was looking at, and they were playing through a Matchless Two Twelve, and it mm. sounded great. It was like really crisp and clear. Yeah, very classy. Yeah, Those very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are Matchless. Yeah. So so yeah, <laughs> as is evident in this conversation, you can just go you go on and on and, on, and yeah. on. We expect feedback from this one. Yeah, I know him. <laughs> yeah. I'll see him in real life. <laughs> no, let, but let's, um, you know, he's not the only listener, so let we, we don't have a ton of listeners, but I know there's some listeners out there, and y'all have been quiet so far, so 
let's get some um some talk like what do you guys think yeah. about all this what are you what what did we overlook like what amp did should we have paid attention to that we didn't um and if you have sure a little a low wattage amp that you totally love i we got to hear about it spill I mean, the beans it might be something yeah all right so, yeah. i think we'll wrap it up for the day then yeah So uh, don't forget to visit ToneControlShow.com in between episodes because we post fun things. Um, mm-hmm. So if you want to, uh, you know, check that out, do it. Do and it. And then uh, hit, hit your show notes for everything we talked about, Railhammer pickups, Victory Amps, guitar documentaries, the Mini Fogers. You definitely want to learn about those. Do it. Uh, nose pedal, expression pedals, and the Fectrode. Uh, ring mod prototype do it tone print editor update get it show notes (laughs) so uh wherever you're downloading share it to your friends um share the podcast to your friends and um we're on itunes give us reviews on itunes if you have to if you have to make an apple account to do it it's worth it because it helps us yeah it helps us a lot yeah you don't have to do anything you don't have to give apple money if you don't want to you don't have to give me money you could use a fake name. <laughs> oh, totally. All you, I don't need to know who you is. Yeah, like all you have to do is <laughs> give us good reviews. No bad reviews. I'm not interested in the truth. I'm only interested <laughs> yeah. in, in stars, man. Just stars. That's all I want. Give me some stars. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, and follow us on Twitter. What's your Twitter, Derek? My Twitter is at DL Heideman. As is my name everywhere else on the yeah. interwebs. And my Twitter is JN Tracks, and as is everywhere else, everywhere else. So yep. follow us and find us, and um, it's been real. ToneControlShow.com, ToneControlShow at gmail.com. Uh, I was uh, waiting for a witty, witty line to come out of my mouth, and nothing happened, uh, uh, so we just got a little. <laughs> uh, 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 Thanks for listening, everybody. No, you go. Oh, uh, something clever. (laughs) Okay. Well, anyway, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.